Monday before Team Scam faces Team Heath in the For the People League. We're so excited. Welcome to the show. And also the Podcast League, the Podcast Points League draft is tonight. And apparently we have a mock draft this afternoon. Is that right, Scott? We do. We do. All right. We'll so do tired it. of mock drafting. But this Scott is the last White. one. The this last is the last one. one. People, okay. people need their mock draft results. Heading into the second biggest draft you know, weekend we've got of the year. Two real drafts over the next two days. And I said, Scott, why can't we just publish the real draft instead right? of doing another I mean, mock we're doing, draft? We're today. doing the same format tonight, I mean, Scott. We might as well just we could also that. we could also mine just a random draft any old users did on our site and throw it up as mock draft results. But I, I think the readers expect more. Okay, fair enough. We should uh, do a po- Twitter poll. Welcome to the show. Apparently there was a nice debate in the office yesterday between Scott and he, or between Scott and Chris, right? About yeah, I had nothing, no part in it. <laughs> sure, uh, we were just airing our our dirty laundry no, publicly he, and, over and Twitter. Heath, <laughs> Heath is the one who started the fight. Let's yeah, be clear. neutral arbitrator Heath <laughs> Cummings. Uh, but today on the show, we're going to tell you everything you need to know. There was a lot that went on in spring training yesterday. Another uh, interesting outing for Zach Greinke with fairly low velocity. Corey Kluber got beat up a little bit. Uh, Aaron Nola is having a bad spring, but Pete McCannon is not too worried. Nate Carnes was excellent. Byung-Ho Park is, it continues his big spring. I want to talk about Byron Buxton. I want to talk about Mike Zanino. 12 walks to 11 strikeouts for Mike Zanino this spring, and uh, big numbers from him. I had a draft last night on Yahoo. I think there are some takeaways that hopefully I think uh, can help our listeners. What do fantasy owners need to know, though, right now? What do you want to start the show off with? Chris, you haven't talked much. Hit me with it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. All right, so I'm in person right now. Yeah. I'm in the office, and I just came with like all my energy, and I threw it right at Chris, and he was just like stunned. Well, Chris yeah, that absor- means he absorbed it. That was your that was your first mistake. Um, I I don't know. The, I'm I'm kind of I was talking to Heath about this this morning. I'm kind of at a loss for new for what right to now. do right now because yeah. it's like. Most people have probably drafted. If you haven't, you're waiting until the weekend. But, like, we're just kind of in limbo. I just want the games Uh to start. We're getting the final spring training games in today, I think. So we should get a look at a lot of teams' everyday lineups. So that actually might be what you need to know is who's starting today in spring training. Might give you a good idea of where people are going to bat. You know, I just saw the Braves lineup for today's game. They are batting Ender and Ciarte at leadoff. Dansby Swanson second. So that's potentially newsworthy. Way to make something out of nothing, Chris. I, yeah, I just, he put it together. You know, I, I needed and to uh, – I've, I've been playing the game Uncharted a lot. There's a lot of sequences in that game where he's, like, falling down a cliff and grabs onto one ledge. And, you know, that was my Nathan Drake impersonation. Just I, I have no idea whoever what you're talking is, about. Yeah, Nathan Drake, uh, sure, he's great. I just wanted to mention, like, because it's great. The Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues are ending today, but there are still going to be exhibition games before. Yeah, the they'll do – yeah. They'll, like, in their home stadiums and stuff. Uh, all right, Scott, what do you got um, yeah, for us? Yeah, uh, we kind of made reference to this yesterday, and I wasn't sure yet how true it was. But, yeah, it looks like if you want Greg Bird, you're going to have to pay a premium for him at this point. I think he went in the 11th round in my 12-team league yesterday. Yeah, so I, I did a draft last night, and it was somewhere around there also. It was, somebody somebody it tweeted was, at me that he went for 13 in a uh, – in a, Mixed league auction as well, and so. I'm all right with it. I was ready to take him. He was in I, my queue. It was, it was kind of like I wasn't. I wouldn't have taken him right where this person took him in round eleven or whatever. And I think it was a fourteen team league in like round eleven. Okay, um, but it was to the point where I was thinking, you know, of all the hitters that are left, there may be some safer bets out there. But I think this is clearly the highest upside one. 
So I was at least starting to think about taking him at that point. It may have been a round or two later when I actually did, but it, it obviously didn't happen. Couldn't Heath, have happened. The thing that I noticed today, because I was trying to do this morning an update of all my rankings for the next two days drafts that I am really, really excited about. Yeah. And a lot of the news that's coming out is the fourth and fifth starters for teams that maybe don't have exceptional rotations. We already knew the Nate Carnes news. Uh, we talked about Ryu yesterday. We, Amir Garrett is going made the rotation for the Reds. He's probably, I guess, one of their top pitching prospects. They've also got yeah. a pitcher that is a rookie named Rookie Davis yeah. that's going to be in their rotation. That's pretty so that's, cool. That's pretty cool. It'd be even cooler <laughs> if next year he changed his name to sophomore, but he probably won't be <laughs> in the majors. But, but perhaps even more noteworthy is Matt Boyd beating out Anibal yep. Sanchez. yep. Uh, well, I don't know. You tell me which ones. Amir Garrett, Matt Boyd, are either of them mixed league relevant? And who's got more upside? Like, What do you think? I could see taking – I'd be more likely to take Boyd. It would have to be a deeper mixed league. It'd have to be in the reserve rounds. It'd have to be late. Um, Garrett, I think, is somebody you watch his first start or two and see. Uh, but in an NL only, for sure, you go grab him. Yeah, he had like a – Garrett had like a one. 50-ish ERA at double-A last year. Went to triple-A, and it was a little, little shakier, but definitely a prospect. They're both outside my top 100 starting pitchers, so I think, you know, kind of the same range you're talking about, Heath, where maybe a deep mixed league is somebody to fill out your pitching staff Boyd okay. first and then Garrett. All right, yeah, well, you don't need a Jeff Danibal Sanchez. Um, Cameron Maben's apparently going to be the – Angels starting left fielder. We've been sort of keeping track of that because Ben Revere was having a much better spring. Ben Revere is just going to be backing up all the outfield positions. We got more of those types of news and notes. I think what fantasy owners need to know right now is that I got the line order shields in a draft last <laughs> night and in our auction league where I was hurting for speed. I put in an $8 bid for him out of 100 bucks, and I'm very excited. So this is obviously like a later version of Greg, of Greg Bird just in terms of draft riser, but... And I don't think the overall upside is quite as high. You're, you're no. basically just drafting a steel specialist who, you know, it helps you bats lead off for a good lineup. It helps that he'll probably have better on-base skills than most pure speedsters. But And he's also, like, it could be two weeks and all of a sudden he's in a platoon and you're dropping him. <laughs> could be. It's possible. Could yeah. be. But, you know, people are, are hurting for speed, so. Sure. I just want everybody to know that I was very happy this morning. Okay, I was. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad that you you're happy. I, yes. I'm having a good morning too, Adam, because you're here. Thank you. Right next to me. Thank you. And there's a shout out and to I you. And I just ate a donut. Oh, yeah, it is breakfast day, which is good. Uh, somebody shouted out to Scott White, congratulating him on the future child. That, was, that would be Paul. And Paul, we want to give a shout out to Paul because he and his wife had a baby this morning. Whoa. And he is drafting tonight. So a very, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, very exciting day for him. A baby <laughs> yeah. and a fantasy draft. Gave birth to a fantasy team. And uh, I want to tell everybody about our in-season programming. So just in case you're new to the show, we're five days a week, all season long. We review yesterday's action. We tell you everything you need to know. We tell you who you need to add, who you need to drop. We look at the most added list, most viewed list, uh, give you lineup tips for the following week uh, with two-start pitchers, things like that. We Grade the trade. That's our most popular segment, grade the trade. Uh, a C is average, by the way. Anything better than a C and you win. We, I think this year I want to do a little more of previewing the upcoming slate and saying something like, well, if this guy has a nice start tonight, I'm going to pick him up. Or if this guy hits a home run tonight, you know, I'm probably going to pick him up that way. People can make decisions uh, on their own before they hear us the following day. And we'll have some DFS talk for you as well. I wanted to do this yesterday. Let's do it today instead. Over, under, 
Bryce Harper, home runs plus steals. Last year, Harper hit 24 home runs with 21 steals. That totals 45, quick math. Originally, I was going to say Bryce Harper, 50, but I think that's too low. 53 homers plus <laughs> steals for Bryce Harper. <laughs> let's change. Let's uh, shake it up a bit. I need Chris Towers to talk. Anyway, okay, so it. he stole 21 bases last season. Uh-huh, and hit 24 home runs. I, one thing that I think we don't talk enough about is that there probably tends to be an inverse relationship between home runs and stolen bases. The more home runs you hit, generally speaking, the fewer stolen bases you're going to get. We saw that with Jose Altuve. I think we saw it with Paul Goldschmidt last season as well. So I wouldn't expect him to bounce back in power and steal 21 bases. We saw it opposite with Goldschmidt, you mean. He got more steals because he had fewer home runs? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. You, yeah. It's the same thing. So, like, I would expect him to steal fewer bases if we see the power increase that I expect at this point. 53 homers plus steals over under. Over. So that just <laughs> – I'm with <laughs> you. I'm that's over, a, but, I, gave, but I'm not sure what you're – well, I, 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 yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's going to steal 21 bases, but I think he'll more than make up for it with, uh, with power. I Let's think he's give got him another 40 homer season in yeah. 36? Oh, 40. Yeah. Four. Well, I mean, if he, hits, if he steals 15 bases, which I think is a fair expectation, then he needs to exceed 38 home runs to beat 53. Which is not a fair expectation. No, what? I think it is. I think thirty-eight home runs. I uh, I, I had I had a draft last night in a. I'm starting to buy back in nine by spring nine matters, Heath. That that one that uh, one of our readers invited one of us to offering a free. Oh, pizza you did that. We didn't think it, yeah, it was last night. If we don't think it's the best league ever, I took Bryce Harper in this nine by nine league over Anthony Rizzo, which is something I hadn't been willing to do before. But I mean, Bryce Harper's spring is just. And I took Rizzo over Harper in a 7x7 seven seven yeah. league last night. Yeah. And as we saw last season when he was so good in April, when Bryce Harper's good, he what? just stays good what? forever. <laughs> but, uh, like, it's, it's just so obvious, the storyline with Bryce Harper. When he's healthy, he's awesome. Yeah. I'm, and I just think that if I'm going to take a first-round pick, I'm choosing between Rizzo, who you, Scott, have, have continuously said is, like, the safest, right. one of the safest players in fantasy, or Harper. I'm going to lead Rizzo because it's not like Rizzo is only safe. He's also awesome. Right. Um, I get the I get the decision though. It's probably in fact, I think I took Rizzo over Harper, but it's possible that somebody took Harper before. Actually, that might have happened. I think some. I would have taken Rizzo over Harper, but I think Harper might have been off the board anyway. So people do. You obviously Heath would take Rizzo. I would take Rizzo. Yeah, he's gonna win the MVP this year. Chris, you would take <laughs> who? Harper or Rizzo? Uh, I think I'm gonna move Harper above him at the end. Yeah. Okay. Chris and I both picked Harper to win MVP. So. Yep. Who did I pick? The. No. Do you uh, Chris Bryant. I, oh, uh, I had the lamest pick. I basically just looked at last year. No, the only uh, <laughs> the only one we were unanimous on was Mike Trout for or no, no Benintendi for uh, rookie for of rookie year. of the year. Yeah, that'll be coming out in the next couple of days. But we disagreed on everything else. All right, we'll do those picks and predictions on uh, tomorrow's show or Friday show. Billy Hamilton. Now we always do Billy Hamilton steals. We know he's going to steal a lot of bases. Billy Hamilton's batting average over under two sixty. Under. Push. That's his career yeah. high. He hits exactly 260. You're you're coming up with very good over unders here because it's like it's only two so far. You don't know. You okay. Don't know. Well, the two like <laughs> I don't want to commit to either side on Harper or Hamilton, but I I think it's going to be slightly over. I think he'll approach 270. Clayton Kershaw's innings 185 through 149 last year. I'll go over. Over. But if he just gets to 185, he's the number one starting pitcher. Then if you guys are going over, then Clayton Kershaw should probably be a top five pick. Nope. He probably should, but, <laughs> I mean, 
over under, uh, you're you're talking. 50. You're making me pick. There's yeah, a binary. Right. Where but you you were so quick. If I'm over. drafting, there's a there's a wide range of because we're not going to predict with a first injuries. round pick. If there's a ten percent outcome of a negative outcome, ten percent chance of a negative outcome, like that's enough to pass him over that early, you know. Uh, is everybody over on on Kershaw one eighty five? Yeah. The problem like is. With a back issue, he—he's not like he's going to pitch poorly necessarily. He could be pitching great, and then yeah. it could just pop up. You know, you, you never know. Uh, Charlie Blackman steals. He had 17 last year. He was playing through a leg injury. He had, he had 43. He had 43 in 2016. Okay. So that's why I put 35 steals yeah. for Blackman. I think this is your first misfire on the over-under. I do think he'll be better than 17. I think he was one of the better early round speed sources, but 35 is awfully high. I'll take the under. I'm going under. I'm going under. Yeah, I'll go under, but I don't don't think it was that far off. I I will say that he's closer to 35 steals than Billy Hamilton is to 260. Really? I mean, we've seen seen Charlie Blackman go over 35 steals. We've never seen Billy Hamilton go over 260. No, but we saw Billy Hamilton hit a lot better than that, you know, in the last – Two months of the season, whatever. Which is what all season statistics are generally yeah, more yeah. predictive. Yeah, it's what I was basically like. If you don't think Billy Hamilton's gonna hit two, gonna hit two sixty, then I don't know that he's gonna be a breakout player. I think he's just gonna be a steal specialist. He, he right. hit, hit two sixty last year, so we have right. seen him hit. We never hit, seen him hit over two sixty. Was what I said. And we never seen him hit over two fifty. I mean, I don't know. Year, so. It was probably there was another decimal place. There so very well have could have been. been. Actually, in nineteen at bats as a rookie, he hit three sixty eight. Boom! Count. He didn't qualify <laughs> full season. No, but he did. He did start hitting the ball on the ground more often last season, and that's a. Uh, but you guys just made Bryce Harper your MVP, and we're moving him up in our rankings because of a great spring. And Billy Hamilton's been atrocious again. It, aren't we contributing okay. to the fantasy baseball today drinking game? I right am now? a uh, two well, minute, two minute Billy Hamilton conversation <laughs> breaks out. Do I contradict myself, Heath? Yes. I guess I'll drink my yes, drink of I water. contradict myself very well. Then, <laughs> all right, Sunny Gray, Sunny Gray's ERA over under three forty. Over. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a little over. Yeah. Over. Well, if he's not going to be a strikeout guy and he's going to start the year on the DL and he's not going to have a 340 ERA, why am I drafting Sonny Gray? He probably shouldn't be. Yeah, he, I'm not sure I have him ranked uh, <laughs> as draft worthy. I, I've got him as a last round pick. I mean, you're taking him on a hope. Okay. I did draft him yesterday. Great. Uh, Nelson <laughs> Cruz's home runs, 40.5. Under. Yeah, where was he at last year? He's three straight years with 40 home runs. That's all I know. So I would probably go under, but it'll be close. Yeah, I agree. Under, but close. Michael Brantley's home runs plus steals. Brantley's home runs plus steals, 37 and a half. You have to take the under. Yeah, I would have to take the under. There's like, you don't have to take the so under. There's a 45% chance he gets hurt again. I'm, <laughs> well, that's, I'm to well, the point. Even, even like one three-week DL stint makes it more likely that he goes under. And I think not. it's more so likely that he true. doesn't run. Like he's trying to stay healthy. You've got He's all got this fire an arm injury. It's an arm injury. Well, yeah, I think you slide head first. <laughs> well, like, I'm, slide I'm first. to the point now where I want Michael Brantley. Every, every time a draft begins, I'm, I'm going in thinking, I hope I get Michael Brantley. Yeah. I'll still take the under here, but not right, let, me, let, me, let me change I, I think 30 Thir- might be. 33. 33. Homer's plus steals. Under. I'll still take the under. Thir- 30 yeah. be what I hope for. And if he exceeds it, great. All right. With a good batting average, right? Yes, hopefully. Which would be maybe his biggest value to you in a categories league. Uh, next over under, I don't know why I went with this guy, but Corey Dickerson, 800 OPS. 
He had a, a 761 OPS last year. Corey Dickerson, 800 OPS over under. I'll go under, but I like where your head's at. I, yeah, I do like I can't <laughs> stop thinking about Corey Dickerson. Uh, <laughs> write about him, and uh, yeah, I wrote I about think, him. Uh, in, I think he's got the... a chance to to have a nice bounce back season. He wasn't as bad as the finished strong. He, finished <laughs> he wasn't really as bad as the baseball card. Well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't as bad as I think the perception of him last season. He he wasn't. Um, he didn't live up to his draft position. Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, his his line drive weight rate. Went from twenty nine to like seventeen. I I don't think that's course field related. He was he started hitting some, a lot like, more fly balls. He got into a slump early and he did a lot of tinkering, like choking up and and doing all sorts of changes to his swing. And then they got a new hitting coach in September, and he told him to just do what he does. And he hit three thirty with a nine twenty five. Yeah, the previous OPS, so hitting coach should have just told him to do what he does before. He yeah. should have. He instead of that was tinkering with him. I agree. Yeah. So um, I, I did a twelve team head to head categories draft last night on Yahoo. A lot of people will do this format. Uh catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, three outfielders, two utilities, and then two starting pitchers, two relief pitchers, four pitcher spots. And like a six-man bench or something, maybe seven-man bench. It was about twenty-five rounds, and outfield was so deep late in the draft. Like if you're and and Dickerson was the kind of guy you look probably want him as a bench guy, but you might throw him in there. Who knows? But Mitch Haniger was my last pick, twenty-fifth or twenty-sixth round or something like that. Um, Yasiel Puig went in the second-to-last round. Mm. I don't even know if Carlos Gomez got drafted. I think he did, but really late. One of the big takeaways: if you're still drafting and you're filling out your roster, and you feel like kind of weak at a position or something, and, and you're just wondering how long you can wait, you should probably sacrifice outfield. It's just, it seems to me by far the easiest position to just get somebody that you can plug in. And, and maybe you have some numbers. upside. Yeah, and exactly. I, and I would even say late in the draft, you've still got guys that like we're completely almost writing off, like Jacoby Ellsbury or Brett Gardner, that should still be productive, useful players. Carlos Beltran, too, is much better than them, and he goes super late. Yeah, I feel like and, – and Dickerson, like, he's had a great spring. He, you know, he had the whole weight loss thing coming in. There's And like I said, the line drive rate, there's reason to be – to have some optimism with him, but there's not really in a standard mixed league. There's reason to have optimism, but there's not much reason to draft him. I, I did. Uh, I wrote a story yesterday. It should be up today. Ten, ten spring developments that have kind of flown under the radar, and one of them was Corey Dickerson. Really, all ten of them. I think they're interesting. I think they're players who um, could end up being impactful in fantasy, but. They're all the sort of players like you don't actually draft. You just you know this about them going into the year, and if they have a good first week or two, then you think about yeah, picking them that's up. That's important. Give me a few more. Well, Delino DeShields is actually one, obviously, steel situation. It may be different. Hyunjin Ryu mm-hmm. is one. Uh, Byung-ho Park, who yep. looks like he's going to be the DH in Minnesota mm-hmm. and had some like, like some we, really we good power peripherals. We don't draft these guys in a 21-round draft. Or even, but, but or like, even, but I, the Shields, I think if we did that, if we did a roto league, thirty team, thirty, uh, thirty man roster, he'd definitely get drafted. That's what I picked him up in yesterday. Right, he's the one of the ten who does have, I, who I think is draftable in certain mixed leagues. I think in a thirty, thirty roster spot draft, Chris has taken Byung Ho Park too. I yeah, took Corey probably. Dickerson in that league actually. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I Byung Ho Park, like you said, he, he didn't hit the ball often. 
But when he did, <laughs> you love boy, that. you love that. He hit the ball real hard. Uh, he had yeah. some of the best uh, batted ball like exit velocity numbers in mm. baseball. The the raw power is real. Average four hundred seventeen feet on his home runs. The twelve he hit, wow. and he had nine home run, nine of those twelve in his first ninety eight at bats. I think it was. Yeah, I wrote a uh, I wrote a whole thing about him like in late April about how the power is real and yeah. Hope Park is <laughs> it. The power is real, but the, he had a hurt injured wrist that he yeah. eventually had surgery on and there's just like a lot of strikeouts but i could see byung-ho park becoming like a better version of chris carter that's what i think the upside yeah. is let's talk about his teammate we haven't we really surprisingly have not spoken much about byron buxton since i'd say the start of spring training and he's having a pretty good spring himself and i think the most encouraging thing the main thing you're looking at is the plate discipline uh, it you know four walks 11 strikeouts and 44 at bats you want to see more walks but I mean, only 11 strikeouts. Last spring, three walks, 20 strikeouts, and 56 at-bats. So that's pretty encouraging, and uh, Buxton is slugging 523 this spring. What I would say is you'd like to see a lot fewer strikeouts than that even if he was the guy that we thought he was going to be, which is this like light, slap-hitting, get-on-base-and-wreak-havoc guy. But you know, from, from what I've heard, the Twins, and I believe Paul Molitor's acknowledged this, that they – They've basically acknowledged that they kind of screwed him up in bringing him up and trying to develop him as a slap hitter, get on base, put the ball the other way, bunt for hits um, type of guy. And they, they tried to do that? That's yeah. horrible. And apparently <laughs> a big part of his late season success last year was they were just like, just do your thing. Just do your thing. Yeah, the same yeah. hitting coach as Corey Dickerson. Exactly. Uh, but no, he had a 47% pool rate. He hit for power last spring or, or last so September. is Buxton a, a late round or mid to late round power source now? Is that what we're expecting from him? Oh, I, that's the thing. I is always that, thought he was. But, but that's not, the thing not is a that guy I don't anymore. think I was expecting that coming up. And I think it, it might be he could be a really, really good player who's not the guy that I think maybe we thought he was. I mean, he didn't get to be the top prospect in baseball because he was a slap-hitting speedster. It was, yeah. you know, there was a well-rounded skill set there. He just uh, didn't. He didn't hit for up. much power in the minors. Nine. What he had nine home runs in September or something. Yeah, yeah he's Off the strikeouts pitchers. are the biggest issue for me. He's on my breakouts list, which I guess is like I feel like that can just speak for itself. So maybe that's why I don't talk about him more. Uh, but he's among those. You know, you get to round fourteen or later if he lasts that long. He's an upside outfielder I'm looking to draft. Okay. You taking Mitch Hanniger or Buxton? Buxton? Buxton. All right. So, look, we're going to find out tomorrow night when we do the, the For the People League draft that we don't have all that much in common sometimes. I don't know. But I will say one thing that we all have in common. We all have the SeatGeek app. That was a long way of getting to SeatGeek. We all have the SeatGeek app on our phones, and we all love SeatGeek. We all use it when we want tickets to games or concerts, or theater, whatever it is. And we've all saved 20 bucks on tickets with the promo code FANTASY. So start using SeatGeek right now. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. And you'll see, once you start using SeatGeek, you're not going to use any other ticket site because no site gives you the search results and the price comparisons that SeatGeek gives you. So SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value. You go there, you get immediate help identifying the best seats that fit your budget, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. That's huge. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. I'm telling you, there's no better product in the industry. Try SeatGeek. Get a $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase with our promo code FANTASY. That's FANTASY, all caps. SeatGeek's going to send you 20 bucks after you've made your first purchase. Again, download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code FANTASY. 
Adam is so much more theatric in person. I like this. He's got these these hand motions. I believe you know you gotta you gotta believe your reads. I've listened to a lot of podcasts where they're just like, oh, these are our sponsors, whatever. I'm just going to read it. No, I, I like – SeatGeek is awesome. I actually tell people about our sponsors all the time when I'm off the air. So <laughs> I kind of like, you know, live the podcast life always. Uh-huh. Um, all right, we got a lot of news and notes. Gary Sanchez is going to bat second for the Yankees, and it looks like Ronald Torres is likely to be their starting shortstop while Gregorius is out. Torres is an AL-only guy. Sanchez is mixed league viable, I think. Right? Yeah, I think you second. could take him. Yeah, now he should get plenty of at bats, and that's good. But it looks like Ellsbury is going to hit fifth. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, and uh, not sure how long that lasts. Um, is also, that a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. I, a, a low walk guy. I feel he, like he, I feel like low walk guys with little power should bat behind the power hitters. Behind the power hitters. He drove Maybe it a run. Is a little too he hot. He drove it a run with a ground out yesterday, and I thought to myself, "Wow, that's probably going to happen a lot this year." Yeah. <laughs> But Holiday's going to bat fourth. Heath has deep sleepers for every team in baseball on the website right now. I want to talk, if we can today, I want to get to the American League side. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. So, let's see. We covered Matt Boyd. We covered Cameron Mabin, Amir Garrett, and Rookie Davis in the Reds rotation. Anthony Rendon has a calf injury. Don't think it's very serious. Lorenzo Cain was scratched with uh, tightness in his side. That's not good. No. Like, what would you do if you were drafting tonight? Would you be afraid to draft Lorenzo Cain? He's falling a long ways as it is. Like, we're in our 14-team slow draft right now, and we're at pick 126. And I am not really concerned about him being selected anytime soon, so I'm just kind of waiting on my third outfielder. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think you're going to have to rush out to get Lorenzo Cain anyway. Are you taking Buxton or Cain? Cain. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. There's, Kane there's, is Kane is one of those guys, and I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't be at, at his value now. But remember, yesterday we talked about players we just never draft. Right. He's. Been, I just. I'm not gonna have any of the rest well, of Kane. There, there's think. five outfielders, and I'm probably higher on a couple of these guys than everybody else that have just been sitting there for like two or three rounds at the top of my queue. Um, Stephen Piscotty, Dexter Fowler, Lorenzo Kane, Odubel Herrera, and Michael Brantley. Mm. Yeah, and I think I'd go Brantley in that. Ian group. Desmond's still there too. Ian Desmond's still there. So I'm like, I, I don't know. There's no reason to take an outfielder until a couple of those guys disappear. But it does go back to your point earlier of the value available in the 11th round. In a 14-team league. And, and I also Well, it's the ninth round of a 14-team league. Oh, okay. I was using, it's a pick 126 overall. He applied the conversion himself. But I do want to say that in these 14-team leagues, like it's sometimes hard to take an outfielder when you've got to fill catcher, shortstop, and, and you know it's, it's a deep league. And position scarcity really factors in. Well, it's easy for Chris because he just doesn't take any pitchers. <laughs> yeah. So you can fill all the hitter positions. Actually, I've, I realized at my last pick that I have as many pitching spots left in my starting lineup as hitting spots. How, that, how many pitchers do you have through nine picks in a 14-team league? Uh, three. And who are they? McCullers. McCullers, Paxton, and Duffy. That's not so bad. Of course, I've I have, got three, too. I have – Degrom, it's just Carrasco, I don't I don't have one of the high Stroman I don't have one of like, my fourth yeah I don't have one of the like you know quote unquote safe guys you do have my AL Cy Young pick though who Carrasco no Degrom no <laughs> who Marcus Stroman oh Stroman oh yeah I saw yeah. that that was a silly yeah pick. he's <laughs> going the Rick Porcello route <laughs> I've got my AL Cy Young choice I got Sale Price and of course Wade Davis Wade Davis isn't in the AL anymore that's true. All right, uh, back to the notes. 
Cincinnati claims Scooter Jeanette. Does that matter? No. It, it should be noted that Aaron Judge is not necessarily going to be the Yankees starting right fielder. It could be Aaron Hicks, mm-hmm. and it could be a platoon. So, How would you feel about that as a, as a person who likes the Yankees? Better defense. I suppose. I, is, have, that, is that I really like your you, first thought? I feel like you got to just let Aaron Judge play. Let him. Like Judge play. is not striking out as much yeah. as he used to. He's he, actually had a good spring. He I, has had a good spring. He hit a ball, I think, over the scoreboard in left field earlier in the spring. He's been going the opposite way for a couple of home runs. He's having himself a nice spring, and like he struck out a ton last season. Forty-four percent of his plate appearances last year, and ninety-five at bats. I believe Giancarlo Stanton in his first 95 plate appearances struck out like 39% of the time. So it's not necessarily a death now. Giancarlo Stanton was four years younger than Aaron Judge. So that's, but that's the most common comp for him. You know, just let him play. See what you have. I think they will. I I just think the only thing that worries me about that is like nobody knows him better than they do. And they don't really seem near as exciting about him as all the rest of us do. Uh, yeah, I think Hicks will get in. They'll they'll sit Gardner. They'll sit Ellsbury from time to time. They'll sit Judge and Hicks. That's my take. He'll be the fourth outfielder and he'll play a little bit. Uh, Carlos Rodon and let's talk about Rodon and Mats. They both went very late in my draft last night. Nobody wants to touch them. But Rodon, no structural debt. Actually, both of them, I would say, it seems like got fairly good news. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodon's going to be on a two week throwing program and then he'll be reevaluated. So he look, he might be out for most of the month. Yeah, Mats might not. I don't know. He he threw he threw on consecutive days, which I guess is rare for somebody with an elbow injury. But yeah. Rodon and Mats are not guys that you have to just completely ignore on draft day. You might get good values for them. Right. It's not even clear Mats will begin on the DL. I moved them down last night, finally, since I was away. I moved them down to 44th and 45th in my starting pitcher rankings, right behind the, like, John Gray, Robbie Ray, Shamanai upside class for me. Sounds about right. Um, and they're still ahead of, like, boring guys like Hap, Roark, Matt And it, it, I don't think this changes their outlook all that much because I think they were both pretty risky coming into the season. Anyway, Steven Matz especially, it just increases the risk. Yeah, okay. So, look, I did the draft last night, and I wanted to see if I could come away with some takeaways that I thought would be helpful for owners out there. Again, it was a head-to-head categories league. It was 7x7, seven seven, and um, all right, a few things. David Price went 123rd overall. <laughs> he just keeps on falling, and I don't know. I, I wanted to draft him, but then it's like I'm looking at – that's so stupid. I'm looking at David Price and James Paxson. Like, how could I justify taking James Paxson over David Price? And I and I didn't. I actually didn't end up getting either of them. But I think Paxson went before Price. Well, David Price isn't the left-handed Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> I, it's but just like Price. 123rd like, overall. Like, the, now it's the getting crazy. The justification is you take Paxton first so that you can get both, I guess. But I don't. I still don't think Paxton should be going ahead of Price. I don't think he should either. Uh, but I do. I find myself drafting Price a lot now. I was actually uh, Al Melchior. Our friend Al Melchior was in one of the Tout Wars auctions this weekend. I think mixed. And those are 15 team leagues. He got David Price for 11 bucks. And I was reading his write up on AlMelchior.com, and he was he was like. Unhappy with it. Like, oh, I shouldn't have gone that dollar on price. I just didn't think anybody would value him that low. And I'm I like, think $11 are, for David Price, that's going to – I think that will pay off for him handsomely. I think people are – are. I think everybody's probably a little concerned that David Price has a setback 
and have Tommy John surgery, and there's there's have a total bust. There is there's, concern. There's definitely a chance that he just doesn't pitch at all this year. Like it's a small chance at this point, but right. And it's just you know it's weighing risk versus reward, like every other pick you make. And and I feel if like if he wasn't coming off a fluky high ERA season where all the rest of his peripherals looked fine, he'd probably be going a lot higher. Uh, another thing I wanted to say in this format where you start two starters, two relievers, and four pitcher spots that you can use on any type of pitcher, I tried to get four closers. I did get four closers. Melanson, Giles, Familia, and Fernando Rodney. Uh, now, Rodney's going to help me with saves, but, man, he's going to really hurt and whip. Luckily, he's done pitched that many innings, but, uh, you know. Did you take Rodney before, like, Cambridge Ocean was already gone? Yeah, Rodney was, I think, Matt, I think Madsen. I'm not sure about caps. I think Madsen was the last one left. I think other than like a, maybe Iglesias, but I think Rodney was one of the last closers. He was one of my last picks, uh, and I probably waited a little bit too long because I didn't want him. He'll be one of the first closers to lose his job. To who though? I know that's, <laughs> that's you know like if he if he had Carter Cast behind him maybe, but there if he's as bad as I think he could be, they'll find somebody. But in a daily lineups league where any pitcher on your roster you can throw, right. when it, you don't have to start and sit you know, every week, you can throw any pitcher on your roster, it helps to have more closers. Yeah, it does. To win uh, those categories that yep. the closers help you in. Um, so I have four, and we're expecting Familia's suspension to be less than 30 days. Addison Reed actually went pretty early in this draft. Um, and Kyle Schwarber's catcher eligible on Yahoo, so that's big. Jose Reyes is shortstop eligible. You know, Eduardo Nunez and Jose Reyes went o- almost in the same spot. Nunez was one of the, one of the latest fall, yeah, one that... of the biggest fallers yesterday. Didn't seem like anybody had any faith in him. Yeah, I get it, but I'd rather have him than Jose Reyes for sure. He went before Reyes, but but it was it was interesting to have Reyes as part of the shortstop pool. I'd have him more than rather have him more than Reyes in that format for sure. In a points league, it might be close. Mm, yeah. All right, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to bog this show down with my draft. So let's talk about yesterday's spring training storylines, the good and the bad. First, the good. Another good one for Felix Hernandez. Only two innings, but one hit, one run, no walks, and four strikeouts against Arizona. And he said, quote, I feel stronger. I feel much better with my legs, my mechanics. And like you, like you see, all the pitches I throw are down in the zone with a good break. So that's Felix Hernandez talking about his off-season routine, which was a little bit different. And this sort of puts a nice finishing touch to a good spring. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I feel right. feel feel very nice about Felix Hernandez as my number three starter. Felix or Price? Price. I I mean I'm the downer on Hernandez, but I'm still I still, oh, I, still price. Price. Yeah. I still have Price ranked higher. There's more upside there. Nate Carnes, Heath. Last two starts, twelve innings, nine hits, one run, one walk, sixteen strikeouts. He had a seven thirty six ERA before that in the spring, but Carnes has turned it on. Is he becoming mixed league relevant? No. Like he he's got somebody that you're probably going to stream occasionally, but I don't think you're going to be drafting Nate Carnes, and I would expect he's going to have two or three starts like this a month, and he's going to have one or two bad starts a month. How many uh, appearances do you need to be SPARP eligible? Last season, ten. Ten. He'd gotten ten three more. Relief. If he'd gotten three more relief appearances last year, I'd be very interested in him in, in mixed leagues <laughs> and head to head. Yeah, we talked about Byungho Park and Byron Buxton. Adam Duvall homered twice. Duvall or Buxton? Buxton. Duvall, Buxton, to break the tie. Duvall for sure in Roto. I mean, in a Roto league, I'd probably go Duvall. But in a head-to-head points league where this is probably a fourth outfielder I'm looking for upside with, 
Um, Buxton. Man, head-to-head, Duvall still might be better because he might strike out less. Yeah, but they're both going to be plate discipline yeah. victims for sure. Um, Mike Zanino. Chris, you've always kind of liked Mike Zanino. He's batting Love. 351 with four home runs, 12 walks, 11 strikeouts. Really? Huh. Now, and, yeah, now look, he had a very similar slash line because uh, this season in spring training, 1367 OPS. Two years ago, 2015, 1287 OPS. Obviously didn't really translate. But that year he had seven walks, 14 strikeouts in spring. This year, 12 walks, 11 strikeouts. Mike Zanino, anybody? Mike Zanino is a 4A All-Star. He is. <laughs> like, like, he only hit 207 last season in the majors, but walked a bunch, hit for power. There are worse number two catcher options out there. Is he like the new Chris Iannetta, you think? I think he has, like, I, I, we've seen he has probably 25 homer upside. Mm-hmm. Um, he has changed his approach at the plate. He's not swinging at everything. He still strikes out a lot, but now it at least comes with, you know, he still seems to have the power, and it comes with a few more walks. So, yeah, I I think Mike Zunino is a fine number two catcher. I, I do want to clarify, when you said he only hit 207 last year, it sounded like that was a down year for him. <laughs> His career batting <laughs> average is 195 over 1,200 plate appearances. Yeah. So that was How better be than his that career bad? Like That's just so bad. How are but you a 200 hitter? He's also... He's not a 200 hitter. He's, he's, also, <laughs> he's just shy of. He's also a, a, a guy with who, who had a lot of pedigree, was one of the top picks in the draft, got rushed through the minors. I think there's a chance he's a late breakout. It's also... Catchers take a long time to develop. You know, with, with the exception of Buster Posey, basically... Every catcher is a late bloomer, and he's only 26. So He yeah. did lead the league in hit-by-pitches in 2014. All right, you're not taking Mike Zanino very seriously, Heath. No. Would you rather have Derek Norris or Mike Zanino? No, I, and that's, I don't necessarily disagree with what Chris said, that as a number two catcher, if you just wait forever, he's not a bad one. I wouldn't seek after him as my second catcher. And Well, like, you can probably get him with your last-round pick. That, if you, that's fine. And, Remember, yeah. and, and he's a catcher with 20 to 25 homer upside. Like, I remember. That's, uh, 205 for a catcher isn't going to hurt you quite as much as 205 for a guy who plays every day. Because he's not going to hurt bats. Yeah. And, and he walks a lot, so you're probably only looking at like 350 at-bats for him. Yeah, might not hurt your batting average quite as much as you think. All right, bad yesterday in spring training, Zach Granke. So three runs in four innings on six hits, no strikeouts, no walks for Granke. But it, I guess he topped out at like 91 miles per hour. Yep. Uh yeah, this is another guy I can't see being on my team. Which was another increase, right? Like, he's slowly building himself up. I, I, I think he's been topping around 91 for the most part. Well, Brooks Baseball, I, I don't think they have anything yesterday. for him. He'd been averaging. Do they have 2017 numbers for him? Uh, I thought yeah, he was I mean, like 89 star, average. Obviously, but he'd been averaging a little more than 91 over his last few starts. So, Granky here so, we're talking about. Yeah, so right, have you dropped started, any rankings or what? So on March 18th and March 23rd, which was the last two Brooks baseball recorded, he averaged 91.1 and 91.2, which is about a mile per hour lower than he was in March of last year. Um, but March of two years ago, well, actually April of two years ago when he was doing great, that he was about that velocity. So I don't know. I mean, it's... I don't find myself drafting him a lot either because after the year he just had, I wanted to see like a lights out spring from him to really assuage me. Right. But, um, like in, instead, he's had this kind of bumpy one with some velocity concerns. It may end up being 
Much Ado About Nothing. Give me a round in a 12-team league for, for Granky. Ten? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will be dropping him down. McCullers? I'll be okay with like eight or nine. I think I'd rather have McCullers at this point, yeah. I'd rather have Paxton than Grinky. Wow, you got yeah, you got to move down. You got to do some rankings adjustments here. Yeah, I'm not Michael Michael Fulmer or Grinky. 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 All right. Um we yeah. do have some some breaking spring training news. Ned Yost has announced his starting lineup. No thanks. We <laughs> just talked about the Braves lineup. We can talk about the Royals lineup. Why is the Braves we did lineup? Talk, we yeah, about but the we only did that because I had no other words. <laughs> when is the Marlins <laughs> lineup segment of the show? Fine. I want to point out I was not lineup? the one who read off the Braves lineup. Okay. <laughs> what's, the, what's the lineup? Alex Gordon, Mike Mustakas, Lorenzo Cain, Eric Hosmer, Salvador Perez, Brandon Moss. That's pretty much it. Okay. Why, are they, why is he batting Alex Gordon leadoff now? Like not when he was the extreme on base. Have you seen guy. spring training? He's got like a 450 on base. <laughs> okay. Spring training only Ned matters. Yost, Ned Yost definitely hasn't seen his spring training on base. For Bryce percentage. Harper and Zach. <laughs> I Corey Kluber had a bad start. Uh, another one. Uh, yeah, he's had kind of a bad spring. Kluber. Uh, Francona says he's fine. His arm feels good. Are we he's all fine. right with Kluber? Okay. Yeah, no, he's not he's Bryce fine. Harper or Zach Greinke. Jonathan. Jonathan VR. I just want to bring this up. Four walks, fourteen strikeouts, and I looked the last four seasons. It's almost identical. Right around four walks. Right around fourteen strikeouts every single spring for Jonathan VR. But he wasn't really a good walk guy until last year. Now four years ago, actually ten percent walk rate. But then 6.6, 7.8, and then last year 11.6. I guess what I want to know is like one of the reasons why I have a little bit of faith in VR is because he did walk so well last year, and of course stole all those bases. Are we feeling that he's gonna that VR is gonna get on base a lot again? Well, no, no, because he's probably not gonna hit 285 or whatever. Right, is he gonna walk again? Yeah, I, I think he's probably going to walk a, a decent amount. I think the way I kind of look at him is I just I don't look at his. Last season numbers. My expectation for him is what is what he's done in the majors as a whole, which is about a six seven sixty OPS. I think that's probably what I'm expecting. Okay, and last guy on the bad list here is Aaron Nola. Terrible start. Seven hits, five runs in an inning and two thirds. Gave up two home runs to a good Blue Jays lineup. But Nola has an eight thirty eight ERA in the spring. Twenty eight hits in nineteen and a third. Seven walks, twenty three strikeouts in nineteen and a third. Um, Pete yeah. Buchanan said, sorry, uh, Chris, uh, that his velocity is way up, his arm is healthy, the command just isn't there from NOLA. Th- isn't that kind of what happened last year? Yeah, I, I don't – this is one where, first of all, the 23 strikeouts in 19 and the third innings is not impressive because he has a 1.81 whip. He's facing, like, seven batters for inning, so the fact that he's striking out a batter per inning or more isn't very impressive at all, actually. Um yeah, I look. I I get the reasons why we should draft Aaron Nola because mostly just because where is he where he's going, like he's just he's like one seventy one eighty at that point. Why not take a flyer on the upside? I just he's a very popular breakout candidate uh, on Fantasy Pros. I think eighty three percent of the experts there have him ranked higher than his ADP. That's fine. I just, I get it. I just I think there's a I think there's a lot of risk with Aaron Nola. I think there's a chance he's just not good. It's the spring has kind of worried me. Like every start, he's given up more runs as the spring has gone on. So you didn't like his first start was good, but the others have all been bad. Um, and it was like at the start of draft season before spring training started, he was a guy I consistently targeted in the middle rounds as like my fourth starting pitcher or whatever. And as 
spring has gone on, I haven't so much. It's just like I'm less enthusiastic about him. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure the. I'm not sure anything's really changed. I mean, players have good players have bad springs all the time. It's just for one who. Who had uh, you know who finished on a down note and isn't all that proven to begin with and needs location. I mean, he's not. He's kind of yeah, like and ranking. I, and I think one but, thing with him is. He, I think he might just be hittable because he works in the zone so much and doesn't have swing and miss stuff. Last season, he threw 48% of his pitches in the strike zone. It was one of the highest rates for any starter. But he had the second lowest swing rate in baseball, so guys just weren't swinging at the pitches he was throwing in the strike zone. That feels like a very thin line. Like If you can walk that line, you can get a lot of called strikes and be a successful strikeout pitcher, but... If you can't walk that line, you're going to get hit really hard if guys start jumping and being more aggressive. I watched uh, what I assume is Chris's favorite movie yesterday for the first time, Moneyball. It's a good movie. It's a pretty good movie. Kind of a lame ending, though. Like, it doesn't even yeah. end with baseball. <laughs> I don't even remember how it ends. He, she, like, sings to him, right? And then oh, yeah, he listens. No, she, she made a CD for him. He decides to stay with Oakland. But it doesn't end with a game Mistake. or anything. There's, there's no, like, there's very that's little actual baseball. He goes, he meets with uh, that's John how the Henry. Book ends doesn't too. Let's be clear. Well, he, he should have gone to Boston. Yeah, he should have gone to Boston. <laughs> but he wanted, he wanted then to he could have gone to the Cubs. He right after he wanted to stay near his daughter. Yeah, I, it's pretty low on the sports movie. Oh, it's oh, hard. Strong on. disagree. Come on. Like it's not. I, it it's is not my top favorite 20. sports movie. It's the movie. best. It's the Money best. Moneyball's your favorite sports movie. It's my favorite. That's the best. Sports. What's the what's That's a better a terrible sports movie? Look, was, what's a better it, sports movie in the last decade? How many Oscar nominations did it get? It might be the most decorated. When did sports Miracle movie. come out? No, Miracle is not better. Miracle is absolutely better. What was the Keanu Reeves movie you brought up the other day? That one's really good. But that's not as good as Moneyball. It's better than Moneyball. No. Hardball is better than Moneyball. I love Hardball. Heath has no authority on movies with that statement. No, Scott, you have no authority. Yes, you just said Moneyball was your favorite movie. No, it's definitely There aren't that many good sports movies, to be perfectly honest. Again, false. What is with you? Consider boxing a sport. How many Oscar nominations did Moneyball have? You can't say it's. It's not Rocky a good movie. Ball. Like I just saw uh, the Oscars mean nothing to me anymore. Uh, I, actually, I, I that just, Creed might be a better sports movie in the last decade, eh, but that might be the only Creed one. Creed wasn't that good. Creed um, was phenomenal. So you like it better than Major League? Yes. Better oh. than Bull Durham? Yes. Better than, f- better than Rocky? Which one best picture? They're going for different uh, things. You know, I have trouble with movies. Better than Remember the 1980s. Titans? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely better yeah, than no. Remember the Titans. No, remember I go with t- Remember the Titans. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Moneyball wasn't really that sportsy. Better than Varsity Blues? Oh, for sure. No. <laughs> no way. Like, what do you mean the money best? ball wasn't that no, sporty? Come like, on. It changed the, the book changed the game. And the, and no, the no, 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 no. Very. It, it just it wasn't very, really. Like, like Little Big League had more baseball than than uh, than Moneyball. It was, uh, it was a it lot was of a behind the scenes stuff. It, yeah, it was a good but, movie, I mean, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't that Billy himself sportsy. wasn't even watching the game, so what do you expect? I know, it was, that's fine. It's, it was the start of Chris Pratt's run as a as a box office monster. And a first baseman. You've got. Jonah Hill's first Academy Award nomination. Jonah Hill's great in that movie. It was closer. Uh, to, it was closer to draft day than Major League. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, <laughs> it was closer to draft day than draft Major League. Day. I'm gonna fight out of here. You know how I, people right. think. Team you know Heatem. Team yeah, Heatem. You know how people think we all hate each other. Yes. Now we do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, good stuff. So let's see what we got here. Oh, I just wanted one more guy, Jake Arrieta, five seventy nine ERA this spring, but only four walks. Three of them came in one appearance. Seventeen strikeouts. 
any thoughts on Arietta? Nor just whatever. He's a top five or six starting pitcher. That's yeah. my thought. Let's read emails now, and then we'll end the show with sleepers for every American League team. Tomorrow we'll do sleepers for every National League team. Email from Cody in Biloxi, Mississippi. Dear Arnold, Gerald, Harold, and Stinky. I like it. Who is it? One of the great children's shows of all time. Hey, Arnold. Oh, okay. Uh, in a head-to-head categories league with on-base percentages that are batting average, who do I add a- of this group? Uh, again, it's a head-to-head categories league, OBP. Reyes, Cesar Hernandez, Delino de Shields, Hernan Perez. Easy choice. Delino? Hey there, Cesar! Delino. I think probably de Shields at this point for me. Cesar. How many steals do you honestly expect from Cesar? 25 Hernandez? to 30. Gosh. Yeah. I don't, but okay. Heath has talked to me into Cesar Hernandez. What if, I would expect more from Perez. I would really like to know what the plan is for Perez's playing time. The only one of this group, well, no, we know Cesar's going to play regularly, right? But we know Reyes, not the start he's going to play regularly. And everything I see yeah. shows Herna- Cesar leading off for the Phillies. I mean, it, I know we kind of, I mean, Reyes is batting leadoff for the Mets. I do feel like Reyes is being, like, just because he's not officially the Mets' third baseman, but he's obviously yeah. going to be yeah, I think the Shields third will be baseman four, this year. This I list. feel like Reyes is being kind of undervalued just as a whole. I just don't know like that Re- Reyes was surprisingly – I was so surprised at how well he played last year. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was done. And I, in fairness, I think a, a decent amount of that was just the fact that he hit a couple of home runs. Like he hit eight home runs and <laughs> everything else was kind of bad. Yeah, I like I Well, it's just no, like do we, occur to me. do we think no, he had but, a very normal Ho- Jose Reyes line. He was at a 24 homer pace. If we think Jose Reyes is a 25 homer guy, sure. But it it occurred to me like a few times when I've thought about drafting Reyes like he might just not be good. Yep. Yeah. But all these guys you have to say that. Except that's for why, Cesar Hernandez. That's why they're like, yeah. Uh Brent from Redwood Falls, Minnesota. Hey, Derek, Daniel and Chuck. Ioki. What? These are Norai. What? <laughs> yeah, Nor- <laughs> These are Norises. Um. <laughs> uh, I completely sold out for speed in all of my roto drafts. Who are some cheap sources of dongs that can be targeted in free agency or trades? Young Ho Park. Travis Shaw. <laughs> there Eric, are a lot Eric of Thames. A lot of cheap sources of dongs. But now, at, like after reading the last email, Reyes, Hernandez, DeShields, Perez, I feel like there are cheap sources of steals, too. Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe Puig. Probably not. No. I mean, I don't think you should count on it. Obviously, right. there's a chance. Maybe Domingo Santana. Like, But just guys who you know are going to hit a lot of home runs. Like Randall Grichik. Domingo yeah. Santana's one. Yeah. Um, Steven Souza. Maybe. Hopefully. One day. These are always <laughs> the most fun. Corey Dickerson. This happened to me yesterday, actually. I In this category, like I, my... F- I ha- it's a keeper league, but uh, my first pick was Rizzo. My second pick was Blackman. Late in the third round, I took AJ. No, in the fourth round, I took AJ Pollock. Um, so I actually needed power, which was which had been sort of different for me. I usually need steals. I needed power. So I, Mike Napoli fell really late, and he went a mm-hmm. few picks before I was going to take him. But Napoli was the guy I was targeting. I don't know how much power, but I took, uh, you know, the guy from. The show with the no the guy from the Brewers oh that we like a lot Trevor Shaw what who Trevor Shaw no the outfielder with the, with the hope with the power speed Keon Broxton Keon Broxton yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was pretty late <laughs> thank you yeah that the the Brewers are a bad team to do that with 
Well, because they've got like 170 guys. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right. Uh, la- next email is from Blake. In no, I skip one. I yeah, guess. you skip Pony. It's from Pony. Dear Ad Rock MCA and Mike D. Rest in peace, MCA. Everyone in my weekly team, in my weekly 10-team head-to-head categories league, seems to have at least one high upside guy stashed on his bench. Uh, please rank the following four. I'm debating between. What? Sorry, I'm that's, adjusting. That's out, a Mike. lot more than four. Yeah, no. Please rank. Jeez, we can't rank. We can't rank twelve guys, Pony. I give him. <laughs> Actually, Adam, we do on CBSSports.com. Uh, yeah. If you go to fantasy <laughs> players and rankings, you can see all these players ranked. All right, so just some of your favorites from this list: Swanson, Thames, Benintendi. He's probably gonna be number one. Number one. Aledmus no. Diaz. Number one. <laughs> Glass now, Urias, Buxton, Broxton, Bird. <laughs> Moncada, Hanniger, Tommy Joseph, Puig, Bell. Let's talk about the guys we don't like from this list. Yeah, fine. I'm not as excited about Urias and Glass now yeah. as I am the hitters. I'm not as excited. I don't believe Moncada, at least for this year, really is on the level of any of these guys. And I'm losing excitement in Josh Bell, and I would not yeah. put Buxton with a lot of these guys. Bell got a hit yesterday. Oh well, never mind. I him. was I was with you until you said that last thing about Buxton, but I think like Josh Bell, I'm not targeting him in mixed leagues anymore. And really, Hanniger, get out of here. No, why? Like I, Mitch Hanniger is fine as a very late round pick, but I'm not putting him on the same level as all these other guys in this list. Is Mitch Hanniger going to bat second between like Segura? Is it going to be Segura, Hanniger, Cano, Cruz? So. I don't think so. Or, and then Seager, like I think he's planning on doing Dyson. Segura one two, mm. which I mean, I we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know officially. That's just that's something I remember reading weeks ago. So okay, uh, this is from Blake in Santa Barbara. Could you discuss the players below before uh, before my drafts this weekend? Joe Ross, Jim Johnson, Marcus Simeon, Carlos Gonzalez, Stephen Vote. Are right, we gonna go around the room and give me one to two sentences on each guy? Joe Ross, Scott. I think he's a fairly safe mid to late round pitcher. Uh, doesn't have the strikeout potential that I was thought he did this time a year ago, so I'm not super excited about him. Braves closer I, Jim Johnson. Nope. Braves closer Jim Johnson. <laughs> Should have let Scott talk about Jim Johnson. I, <laughs> I think Jim Johnson is a fine low end closer option, but I, I don't get excited about him. Marcus Simeon. A rare cheap source of dongs at the shortstop position. Carlos Gonzalez. Back to Heath. I like Carlos Gonzalez a lot. He is very good. He's a top 20 outfielder, maybe top 12. That Steven, was like five sentences. Steven Vogt. They were short sentences. I <laughs> wish Steven Vogt could go back to the first half of 2015 when he looked like one of the best catchers in baseball. He's not that, but he's a fine number two option. Voter Zanino. Vote. Okay. Last email. Brandon in the home of Publix. Love Publix. The south? Florida, sure. right? I don't know. It's Somewhere in Florida. It's south, but... Yeah, great, great supermarket. Dear Christopher, David, Matt, and Peter. Some common names there. Look it up. <laughs> Are those like are... children's authors? Matt Christopher? I don't know. Last night in my 10-team head-to-head categories league, I took Goldschmidt. Then I took Arenado. What? Wow. Wow. Then <laughs> no one took Miggy, so I took Cabrera in round three. This must have been one of those head-to-head leagues where everybody was drafting starting pitchers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he took Goldschmidt, then Arenado, then Cabrera, and his question is, you know, was it okay to fill yes. utility that early? Yes. Yes. When you can get three players that good, it doesn't matter what position they play. 
All right. Well, it's we're at the fifty-five minute mark, Heath. Do you think we should wait till tomorrow for the sleepers? It's up to you. You are in charge of the show. I don't think I think we can get through them real quick, or we can just do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow it is. <laughs> tomorrow it is. Good tease, guys. Tomorrow we'll do the sleepers. I mean, people have been listening to this podcast for 35 minutes because they thought they were going to get my deep sleepers, and now they're like, you can forget about I'm the website. never listening again. Oh, I see I'm driving traffic to the website. I appreciate that. Uh, and tomorrow we'll do, maybe it's like some buy or sell. Oh, let's do bold predictions tomorrow, and we'll do all of our MLB predictions on Friday. Is there anything else I wanted to tell you guys? Um, I just got an email from Tom Arecchio. All six, 15. Vecchio. 15 of our 16 For the People teams have accepted their invite for the draft tomorrow night. I was wondering how many people have accepted their invite for the Podcast League draft tonight. We actually had a cancellation, so I am seeking out an alternate. I already put out an email to an alternate. He needs to get back to me pretty soon or else I'm going to look for another But has alternate. everyone else accepted their invites? I have no idea. Have you sent the invites? Yeah, I sent okay. the invites. I didn't send it to you because you're already in the league. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> All right, last thing. We're going on this. Does anybody have a copy of The Empire Strikes Back that I could borrow? I'd like to keep watching Star Wars before the season starts. Uh, I actually do on DVD. Let's do it. Bring it in tomorrow. Uh, yeah, just send me a text tonight and I can bring it in. Love it. Uh, for Chris Towers, Heath Cummings, and Scott White, I'm Adam Azer. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with another edition of Fantasy Baseball Today.